Hello, and welcome to Embassy City Church Podcast. This is a place where all people can experience the love of God through the Word of God. Our prayer is that you will be inspired and transformed. Thank you for joining us today. I have a lot to get to, a lot to cover uh, in this message. And so if you have your Bibles, I just want you to open them up to 1 Samuel chapter number 18. Got a lot of verses to read. I'm going to read the entire chapter of uh, uh, 18 in 1 Samuel, and you are going to deal with it, (laughs) right? I would try to read it in a way that doesn't make you feel like, oh my goodness, when is this going to stop, right? But I'm going to catch some of you all up on your devotion time that you missed this week. (laughs) Need to catch you up on your Bible reading, okay? Uh, But uh, 1 Samuel chapter number 18, we are in a series called Growth Spurt. Everybody say it with me. Growth Spurt. And last week was the first message. Who remembers the title? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. All my note takers in the building. How many people preached it to at least two people this week? You were like, yes, I'm talking about. That's why why you take notes, because it should become your message, right? And so, because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, it's not just me talking, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Uh, So I want to read this, we're going to go into the the second uh, message in this series on growth spurt, but I want to read you uh, uh, all 18, uh, I'm sorry, all 30 verses in chapter number 18, and I'll give you the title of the message, we'll pray and see where the Holy Spirit takes us. Y'all ready to go? All right, here's what it says, starting at verse number one. This picks up after David had killed Goliath. The end of chapter number 17, uh, uh, Saul inquires about David. He asks one of his uh, 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 assistants, who is this young guy? Like, I know this guy just just made a, uh, just uh, had a great battle that he won for us, but but who's his dad? And they said, Jesse is his dad. And he goes, bring that boy to me. So now David is uh, with Saul. We pick up in verse number one. After David had finished talking with Saul, He met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. Sounds like David got promoted. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David, together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt. Whatever Saul asked David to do, David did it successfully. So Saul made him a commander over the men of war, an appointment that was welcomed by the people and Saul's officers alike. When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Those are the lyrics to the song. I mean, I'm just singing what the lyrics say. But can we all agree that song's not going to become number one on the Billboard chart? Like, it's missing a hook. Like, I don't know what the beat is. Is it going to be a trap beat? Are we going to put it to, like, R&B? Should this go to, like, some more classical music? And it was a short song, like, so it could become redundant quick. This short song 
made Saul very angry. What's this? He said, they credit David with 10,000 and me with only thousands? Well, yeah, Saul, because what had happened was you didn't fight nobody. So I don't know how we're supposed to count when you never fought. Next, they'll be making him their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. Mm. Got my eye on you. The very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul. And he began to rave in his house like a madman. David was playing the harp as he did each day, but Saul had a spear in his hand, and he suddenly hurled it at David, intending to pin him to the wall. This is pretty gangster. The guy that just won you a battle, created a great victory that you promoted, you're so mad now, you want to impel him with the spear against the wall. But David escaped him twice. Good looking, David. <laughs> Saul was then afraid of David, for the Lord was with David and had turned away from Saul. He knew it now. Finally, Saul sent him away and appointed him commander over a thousand men, and David faithfully led his troops into battle. David continued to succeed in everything he did, for the Lord was with him. When Saul recognized this, he became even more afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he was so successful at leading his troops into battle. One day, Saul said to David, I am ready to give you my older daughter Merib uh, as your wife. But first, you must prove yourself by being a real warrior. You must prove yourself to be a real warrior. Hasn't he already proven this? <laughs> by fighting the Lord's battles. Wasn't that first battle against Goliath the Lord's battle? For Saul thought, I'll send him out against the Philistines and let them kill him rather than doing it myself. Dirty. <laughs> David's response, who am I and what is my family in Israel that I should be the king's son-in-law? David exclaimed, my, fa my father's family is nothing. So when the time came for Saul to give his daughter Merib in marriage to David, he gave her instead to Adriel, a man from Mahola. In the meantime, Saul's daughter Michael had fallen in love with David, and Saul was delighted when he heard about it. Here's another chance to see him killed by the Philistines, Saul said to himself. But he said to David, today you have a second chance to become my son-in-law. Dirty. <laughs> then Saul told his men to say to David, the king really likes you and so do we. Why don't you accept the king's offer and become his son-in-law? When Saul's, men said, uh, when Saul's men said these things to David, he replied, how can a poor man from a humble family afford the bride price for the daughter of a king? When Saul's men reported this back to the king, he told them, tell David that all I want for the price, for the bride price, is a hundred Philistine foreskins. Ew. <laughs> Really, bro? Like, out of all the things <laughs> David can go get for you, it's your business, bro. Um, vengeance on my enemies is all I really want. But what Saul had in mind was that David would be killed 
in the fight. Dirty. <laughs> David was delighted to accept the offer. This is funny to me. This is how you know he's a true man of war. He's like, what, 100 Philistines? Got it. Before the time limit expired, he and his men went out and killed 200 Philistines. Then David fulfilled the king's requirement by presenting all their foreskins to him, 200. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I know you say you went to 100, but if you go ahead and count it, ew, you'll find 200 there. <laughs> Then, uh, then David fulfilled the king's requirement by presenting all the foreskins to him. So Saul gave him his daughter Michael to David uh, to be his wife. When, when Saul realized that the Lord was with David and how much his daughter Michael loved him, Saul became even more afraid of him, and he remained David's enemy for the rest of his life. Every time the commanders of the Philistines attacked, David was more successful against them than all the rest of Saul's officers. So David's name became very famous. Ladies and gentlemen, you have survived 30 verses <laughs> in chapter number 18 of 1 Samuel. The title of this message, if you're taking notes, is The Success Spurt. I want to talk to you about the success spurt. What happens when you get successful? What do you do with the Lord's success after he's conquered and you've killed? How do you manage all of that? I want to talk to you about the success spurt. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, help us to deal with success. Amen. 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 I want to dive straight into these points. I've already read you the narrative. There's no sense in me going back over it. You were with me as we walked through the promotion that David got. So I want you to write down five points to this message that will help you deal with success based on the way David dealt with his. The five signs of spiritual growth spurt that come with success. Point number one, please write this down. It's God that makes you. The only way to really understand spiritual success and, and, and really grow in that is to know that it is God that makes you. You've done something, but you know who really has done it. Promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. It comes from the Lord. Here's what it says again in uh, 18 verse 5. Whatever Saul asked David to do, David did it what? So Saul made him commander over the men of war, uh, an, an, appoint, an appointment that was welcomed by the people and Saul's officers alike. The only reason why he was promoted it's because he was successful. But what David knew is that that success didn't emanate from him. It came from the Lord. This is when it's important to remember your backstory. This is when it's important not to forget where you came from. David knew that just a couple of days prior, he was in his father's field tending sheep. And by delivering a, a simple meal of bread and cheese, he wound up fighting Goliath and in an instant is transported from a sheepfold to a palace. What happens when success comes quick? 
We're not talking about you started the business and you scratched and clawed for 14 years and then finally it took off. What, what happens when you brought a, a product uh, uh, to the marketplace and in four weeks, yeah. Oprah decided <laughs> to make it one of her favorite things. And you were with your cousin and your auntie wrapping packages sending them out, going to the post office yourself, and the Oprah effect has now taken place, and now you need a vendor's list, you need to learn how to do Excel, you need to hire people, you are not human resources. You knew how to vet your cousin, but you don't know how to vet this person that filled out this application. What do you do when success comes quick? What do you do when a blessing comes quick? What happens when you get promoted overnight and you were the customer service rep and now you're the regional manager in 18 months? What, what happens when you're used to just making $38,000 a year and all of a sudden you're making $120,000 a year? What happens when you were playing basketball for free in college and you go in the top 10 and now you're a multimillionaire? and everybody that has a drop of your DNA. <laughs> has suddenly come to remind you. You know we can folk, right? You have to remember that it's God that makes you. Point number two, please write this down. Fans can't fake you. One of the signs of a spiritual growth spurt, especially when you're having success, is you realize that fans can't fake you. Here's what it says in 18, verse number 6. When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. Who did they come to meet? Who did they come to meet? Who did they come to meet? Not David. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song. Y'all know you wanted to hear it again anyway. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. David didn't let the songs get to his head. See, if you're going to be successful, you, 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 you can't let fans fake you into thinking that you are somebody that you are not. The song had David's name in it, but it was sang to Saul. Even though it had David's name in it, David knew not to be like, yeah. Y'all listen to the radio lately? That's me. That, that David that they talking about, you know, I'm the one that, pff, turn it on, turn it on, listen again. It's in verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, well, it's really only one verse, but I'm just saying, my name is in this song. Did you see how many, how, how many people they ascribe to me? I, I'm that dude now. I'm that guy. If you, if you want to go some places, you better stick with me. Because, you know, I, 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 might, I, I might just be the king one day. 
No, fans will fake you into thinking. And they will fake you into acting. And if you let that song get in your head, you will start doing what you do, not for the Lord, but to hear another song. And now the post that you put on Instagram that was so moving that got a lot of, a lot of hits, instead of you focusing on what it is that God called you to do, you're like, I got to make another post that outdoes that post. How, how, how do I get that feeling back? Don't let the fans fake you. Point number three, please write this down. Rumors can't shake you. <laughs> Rumors can't shake you. Here's what it says in 1 Samuel chapter number 18, verses 8 and 9. Uh, this made Saul very angry. What's this, he said? They credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands? Now look at this leap he makes. Next, not they're going to do another song about David. Not next, they might run out in the street and, 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 and do a flash dance with choreography, singing about David. No, he makes a quantum leap. Next, they'll be making him their king. So Saul, from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. Saul heard the song, and then he said to himself, next they'll be making him their king. That's how rumors get started. When you project your fear onto someone else, and now, based on what you are dealing with, you try to act like they have it. Perhaps you've heard yourself in your heart or someone close to you say something like this. They think they something. She thinks she's all that. He thinks he's special. Have you er ever heard the person say, I think I'm all that. <laughs> Have you ever heard the person say, I'm special? Or has your heart and its insecurity projected onto that other person the fear you really have about their success. This is how rumors get started. Well, well I, heard, I heard he don't pay all his taxes. From who? Do you have a friend that works at H&R Block? And he filed his 2019, and then he, the, the, the person came back and told you, girl, he's trying to get away with it. Like, like, how, like, like most of the stuff that we hear, who's the source? Especially in the land of the internet. How can you verify the story? Well, I read, from who? From Google. How did Google tell you? Well, it was on my feed on Facebook. 
you're dumb. <laughs> that algorithm on Facebook is reinfor reinforcing your own bias. Yes. It was like, oh, you like that? Here's some more. <laughs> oh, oh, you like that? Here's some more. Oh, you like that party? Here's some more. Yeah. This is how rumors get started. David was never walking around saying, I'm going to be the next king. But because of Saul's insecurity, he started to project it on David. Rumors can't shake you. Now, this rumor uh, is squashed in the story of David's life. And we can see how David responded. And over the next several weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll unfold even more of how David responds to Saul's threats, to his plots, his schemes. But there's another rumor that still exists to this day. And I want to take at least a few moments to address it. And it's found in 1 Samuel chapter number 18, verse number 1. Here's what it says. After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for David loved Jonathan. Let me read it to you in King James. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, I have to go King James a little bit, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. There's a rumor that still exists today. There are debates theologically that still pop up today that take this verse and another verse in uh, 1 Samuel 20, verse 41, to imply that David and Jonathan had a homosexual relationship. And I want to put that rumor to bed right now. The Hebrew word here for uh, love is uh, uh, one that can be expressed in many ways. There's a nuance to it. And here are the various nuances to this word love that Jonathan expressed for David. Like, love, flirt, endear, lovable, and lover. What people have tried to say is that there clearly has to have been something here because uh, 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 in this verse we see that Jonathan loved David. Their souls were knit. You know what that must mean. And in 1 Samuel 20, it says that they kissed. You, you know what that must mean. It's amazing how we jump everything to sexual when it's not there. Verse number 16 says that all of Israel in Judah loved David, using the same Hebrew word that Jonathan loved David. So did he get down with the whole community? And then it says that Michael loved David in the same way it says that Israel and Judah loved David in the same way it says that Jonathan loved David. We have to put the nuance in the right place. David and Jonathan did not have a homosexual relationship. And the reason why I know is because uh, if you've read the Old Testament, the Old Testament is pretty graphic. I don't think they would be trying to hide this relationship or make it, like, you, you know, ambiguous if it really was there. Because the writers of Samuel and Chronicles had no chill. 
These same people are the same people that said, David slept with Bathsheba, killed Uriah, tried to cover it up, and it didn't work. David's son raped his daughter, and it didn't work. So, so, so I want to be clear on this. Not only is this not in Scripture, but I, want, I, I do want to make sure that everyone here is clear on Embassy City's position yes, sir. on homosexuality. Right. We believe that all relationships, sexual, outside of the marriage of a man and a woman, is sin. Point blank, period. We have many people, I have family members in, that, that are uh, lesbian. I have three aunts that are lesbian, two that are married to their partners. They, they are my family. I love them. We are blood. I just don't agree with their lifestyle. Amen. I have people that attend this church that are in the homosexual community. We've had conversations. I just don't agree with the lifestyle. Now, let me be clear. It's a disagreement. And the last time I checked, a disagreement has never equated to intolerance. It has never equated to hatred. It has never equated to bigotry. It's simply a disagreement. Some of y'all like the Chick-fil-A sandwich. Some of y'all like Popeyes. It doesn't have to end our relationship. It's a disagreement. You can go to Popeyes. I can go to Chick-fil-A and we can pick a neutral place to eat our sandwiches. <laughs> Clear? Yeah. Point number four. <laughs> Foes can't break you. Foes can't break you. Now, I feel something on me when, I come, when it comes to this point. Be because if you're, going to, if you're going to be a successful person, you're going to have to deal with some people that don't like the fact that you're successful. You are never going to be who God has created you to be if you are brittle. Ooh, I'm going to stand on this one right here. There are going to be some people that do not like your success. There are going to be some people that are opposed to your success. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are going to be opposing you sometimes. And if you cannot find deep without on the inside of you what the Holy Spirit has promised you and called you to do, you will quit. You will fold. You will not make it. So sometimes we can have external foes and other times we can have internal foes. But you need to understand that foes can't break you. Here's what it says in uh, 1 Samuel 18, verse number 10. The very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul, and he began to rave in his house like a madman. Now, let me just stop right here and just say my, my imagination. King James uh, talks about uh, this in a very different way, uh, over, uh, uh, that the tormenting spirit overcame Saul, and he began to prophesy. Uh, 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 and, and in the midst of him being prophetic, he tried to kill somebody. I'm going to slow this down real, real. In the midst of looking like he was doing something spiritual, he intended to kill people. 
I'm going to say it again slower and in a different way. There's a lot of people that have tried to use the prophetic gift in a manipulative way that has damaged, injured, and literally crushed people's soul. That's what King James says. NLT takes it a little different and, and, and makes me think that Paul is having a rave in his house. Listening to some, e- oh, Saul, I'm sorry, Saul. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, Saul's having a rave in his house and listening to some EDM <laughs> and just cannot get himself under control. He's raving in his house like a madman. And David's trying to play his harp like, mm. And Saul's like, David's like, And Saul picks up a spear. David was playing the harp as he did his day, but Saul had a spear in his hand. And he suddenly, suddenly, success comes suddenly. But attacks do too. He suddenly hurled it at David, intending to pin him to the wall, but David escaped him twice. This didn't happen one time. It happened two times, and this man came back to work. Now, if this is not faithfulness, I do not know what is. See, see, you, you have to be able to know that there are some things that might be trying to come against you, but you got to show up anyway. You got to know that there are some things that are going to try to stop you, but you have to stand in the midst of that thing anyway and say, God is the one that gave me this position, and I'm not going to let anything run me away from this position. If this were God has called me to be, he knew the attack was coming, and there must be something he's strengthening on the inside of me. Because he won't put more on me than I can bear. He... Throws a spear at him once. <laughs> throws a spear at him twice. Matrix. <laughs> and David shows up anyway. Do you know what it must be like to come to work and play a harp, not knowing which saw? You dealing with today? I don't know who I'm talking to. Do, do you know what it is to come home and be in a marriage and not know which spouse is showing up today? Some of y'all are like, mmm. <laughs> y'all blinking real hard right now. Oh. How did you how did you connect those two? Do you know how hard it is to work for an employer and have to show up every day and not know who is showing up today. Sometimes the boss is nice and sometimes she berates me. Sometimes he berates, I don't know who I'm dealing with today, but I have to play today. How was work today, David? 
the way my duck is set up, <laughs> I made it. Point number five may seem redundant, but it's not. It's more of a reinforcement than it is redundancy. But I want to end this sermon the way I started it. How do you know you're having a successful growth spurt? It's God that makes you. Here's what it says in verse number 30. Every time the commanders of the Philistines attacked, David was more successful against them than all the rest of Saul's officers. So David's name became very famous. Listen to me. Here's why I wanted to bookend it. I think uh, David knew his success at the beginning was due to the fact that he killed Goliath, and so he gets a promotion. But after all the things that David had to endure in the middle of this chapter, at the end, he understands well, I know it's God that makes me. He gave me this promotion, but it's also God that makes me. He's the one sustaining me. When you are sustained in stuff that drives other people crazy, who am I teaching to? If, if you, you, you have to know that there are some people that cannot handle what is on your plate. They would have already folded. You've shared your story, and they're like, I don't know how you're going through that. I would have went crazy and slapped the person by now. But you understand that your destiny is tied to this season in your life. And you don't want to retake this test again. And so you say, come hella high water, I'm standing in the midst of this because I know it's God that opened this door. I know Saul's crazy. I know my fans are trying to make me think about things differently but I'm having a growth spurt. I didn't plan for this success to hit like it did. I didn't know I was going to go viral. I didn't know that I was going to win the lottery. Pay your tithes. <laughs> we'll talk about why you played the lottery later. But. Are you ready to grow? Some of us have been praying for it for years, but if it happens, can you handle it? The stress of success is exponentially greater than the stress of failure. Which is why most people self-sabotage there success. But I believe this year will be different. And success is coming your way. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? I truly believe that God has some profound things for every single person in this room. That, that's how I believe. I have faith for you if you don't have faith for yourself. Now, I cannot do for you what you will not do for yourself, but I got faith for you. More faith than you probably have in yourself. I believe in you. And I believe in you because God believes in you.
Success may be different to you than it is to me in this season. So for some of you all, you just want a successful marriage. For others, you, you need success in finances. For somebody else, you just want success emotionally. You want to break a generational curse. You want, to, you want to see something snap in half that never gets put back together. I'm telling you, he wants to do that for you. You're having a growth spurt. You're growing up in ways that you never thought possible. I'm telling you, God has some incredible things in store for you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you would like more information on our church, please go to www.embassycity.com. We would love to hear from you. Our prayer is that you have been inspired and transformed. Have a wonderful day and come back again.